Let's Let's celebrate life with a little bubbly. Welcome to Bubbles of Wisdom Podcast. I am Danny, the artist. I am Maggie, the law librarian. We are cousins and best friends. With this bi-weekly podcast, we engage in meaningful and entertaining conversations about work, love, health, and of course, sparkling wine. We share our life experiences as women over 50, so all women embrace who they are and feel empowered as they age. Dr. Joy L. Ballard is a board-certified obstetrician, gynecologist, perimenopause health coach, and menopause mogul who is deeply passionate about educating women to initiate and maintain a healthy lifestyle, especially while aging. She is a certified menopause practitioner, and through her menopause moguls, the power of pause, online group coaching program, she empowers Black professional women over 40 to eliminate menopausal symptoms. She is a best-selling author of Loving Me, Myself, and Her through Perimenopause and Beyond. She also has a podcast. She is the host of Midlife-ish Slay Menopause through Mindful Living. Welcome, Dr. Ballard. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about this conversation. So are we. We're yes, excited we to have are. you here because we're going through it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or may yes. have gone through it. We're, well, we still, we still have a lot of symptoms. We still have a lot going on. But before we start talking about what we are going through, can you please explain to people what is menopause? Yes, good question. Let's start there. Like, what is it, right? Um, so menopause, and I actually want to start with perimenopause because most people don't even hear about perimenopause. Like perimenopause, what's that? So perimenopause is actually when women start to have hormonal fluctuations and they can actually start to have experienced menopausal symptoms and changes in their menstrual cycle. And that can start as early as the late 30s, as opposed to menopause. That's when you stop having a period bleeding whatsoever for 12 consecutive months. That's when you hit menopause. And then beyond that, like they basically, you know, as soon as you hit menopause and after that is postmenopause. And that's where you can continue to have symptoms. Obviously, your peers have stopped by then, but your peers can continue. On. I mean, your, your symptoms can continue on. And everybody's different. Like some women's period, I mean, symptoms get, you know, a little worse. Some get a little better or they stay the same during those postmenopausal years as your body is trying to, you know, go into that transition. So before we go any further, we must have you tell our audience where they can find you. Yes, thank you. So they can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Joyelle, D-R-J-O-Y-E-L. And then my website, www.drjoyelle.com. That's great. Thank, thank you. you. We want to make sure we don't forget that because that's, you know, once we start talking. I you. know. We buy- <laughs> and, and so what are the common signs and symptoms of menopause? Yeah, great question. And as you said, perimenopause. Right, perimenopause, exactly. So essentially, there's a whole list of symptoms, right? And I think most people associate menopause with just hot flashes. And it's so much more than that, right? I personally had night sweats, didn't really have much hot flashes, but night sweats is also the other thing. Um, And then there's also brain fog, poor concentration, memory lapses, fatigue, or low energy, um, mood changes. I had some of that too. Mood irritability, um, changes in your skin, like dry skin or acne, um, weight gain, especially around the midsection, um, joint pains, hair growth around, you know, on your face. Mm. Now I hear my chin the other day. I was like, no. (laughs) 
that must die. <laughs> right, right, right. right, exactly, exactly. Or hair loss. So that's also a thing. So um, the mental health changes also, um, in addition to the mood swings, you can women can have depression and anxiety, mm. which is definitely a real thing that women are like, what, what, what's this about? Like totally surprised about. And the other thing women are caught by surprise is the vaginal symptoms, mm-hmm. vaginal dryness, yeah. pain with intercourse, things like that. And then sexual health obviously kind of ties into that pain with intercourse, decreasing libido. So all kinds of things we can look forward to with menopause. Oh, <laughs> Based on your list, I'm definitely going through it. <laughs> I'm in post-menopause, but I still have a lot of, you know, symptoms happening. Mm-hmm. I know that I remember we had a conversation at one point and you told me, well, I think it was on Clubhouse. Yeah. And we were like, well, maybe you need to cut down on, you know, drinking. I'll take the hot flashes. <laughs> Because I had like during when the pandemic hit and I started doing a lot of telemedicine and I had a patient was like, yes, I started having these hot flashes, like just coming almost every day. And I'm like, so what have you changed? You know, what have you been doing differently? Well, I've had been having a glass of wine every day. I'm like, well, (laughs) there you go. She was like, no, I can't give that up. I'm like, well, I mean, you know, you can limit it a little bit and see how you go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so that's the thing. Yes, that is the thing. <laughs> so what about women who had fibroids or hysterectomy? Mm-hmm. How do the how does menopause affect them? Yeah, so you know. Everyone's different, obviously, right? So, you know, with fibroids, when women come in and they're going through perimenopause, they may, because of their fibroids, have heavier, with the changes in menstrual cycles, some women can have lighter cycles, some women can have heavier cycles. So with fibroids, you know, typically you can have even heavier because of the fibroids. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it really kind of depends on what the situation is in regards to that. And then typically with fibroids into menopause, because of the decrease in the estrogen and the hormones, mm-hmm. the fibroids typically shouldn't be allowed, you know, they're not allowed to grow anymore because of the hormones that's feeding them are decreasing typically okay. as women are entering menopause. So it really kind of depends on, you know, what their symptoms are, what they're experiencing, whether they need to, you know, how big their fibroids are, whether they need to address the actual fibroids mm-hmm. or they can just kind of watch them as they go into menopause because they typically stop growing at that point. And they can just, you know, if they're small enough, they're just kind of, you know, they'll be there for the duration, but they typically shouldn't cause any problems once you stop having a period. Okay. So it really kind of depends on the woman. Um, as far as a hysterectomy, now when, when women think about hysterectomy, some some women may think of it differently. So hysterectomy, some women may think like, oh, I, you know, definitely go straight to menopause. And that's really only if the hysterectomy is also done with removal of the ovaries. Mm, how about if it's removal of one ovary? Right. So with one ovary, typically you shouldn't go straight into menopause. So you still have the okay. other ovary working, right? Mm-hmm. But if you have both ovaries removed, you definitely can go into what we call surgical menopause. Mm-hmm. And those women typically can have the more intensive because it's very like, you know, abrupt as mm-hmm. opposed to natural menopause where you kind of have going of a gradual thing in regards to going into your symptoms. So it really kind of depends on the person. Oh, great. So one of um, Daniela's favorite topics. Is- <laughs> you gotta talk you about. You gotta sex. talk about. Let's gotta talk, talk about, about it. sex. Okay. <laughs> hey, yes. Let's talk about it. <laughs> What's the effect of menopause on a woman's sex life? Yes. Yes. Great question. Great question. So <laughs> it's funny. I have a thing with when women come in with decreased libido, you know, decreasing their, you know, sexual desires. 
I, my thing, what the one I commonly see as far as the cause of it, I call it TDT. And that is too damn tired. Oh, <laughs> Breaking it down. That's tired. So yes, menopause, your your hormones are your estrogen levels, your testosterone levels, they are decreasing. And that can certainly kind of add to your libido decreasing. But life in general in these midlife years, you're doing all kinds of things, right? right? You're That's you're true. going to work, you're taking care of your family, some of us taking the care of our elderly parents. Like we're doing right. all the things. And we are tired. So sex is going to be at the bottom of the priority list (laughs) and our desire is going to be like, I just want to go take a nap. I don't want to go have sex. (laughs) (laughs) A glass of wine, a little candle, and I can chill. (laughs) Right, exactly. On Netflix or something. (laughs) Right, right. Right. So, so yeah, so I really, you know, in, in sex for us is it can, it's really complex. And what I mean by that for men is very visual, right? Like you right. Know, they see and they're like, okay, we're ready, they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. But for women, it starts in our head. That's like right. it literally, like if right. our minds are distracted by so many things that we're doing, sex is not going to be one like, oh, let me go have sex. Like, no, no, I don't mm-hmm. want to. I want to go lay down. I want to go watch my movie and chill and not do anything. So I really talk to women when, you know, when that comes up of what can you do to actually pour back into yourself right? and that to allow you to have space to have that desire again to have sex. So that definitely makes a difference. Um, and then obviously other things as far as, you know, the hormonal levels may, um, may be an issue. And then you know, I mentioned vaginal dryness. If you have vaginal dryness and pain with intercourse, you don't want, if it hurts, you're not going to want to have sex. Your libido is going to go true. down, you know, like, why would you want to go into something that you know is going to hurt? So right. it's not, you know, so addressing those things too can also help, you know, boost the libido back up. If those are some of the things that actually are contributing to your lack of libido. Mm. That's yeah. good. That's, That's good. the thing. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. yeah, we got to talk because sexual health is definitely important. Like having sex is, is good for our health. Right. right like, right. so I do encourage it. Um, you know, right. Well, especially <laughs> during the pandemic. Yeah. Hello. Yes. yes. All these pandemic babies. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. It relieves, topic, right? <laughs> <laughs> it relieves stress, it improves sleep. It counts as exercise. Like, you know, we, we, we know we should have it, you know, so yes. we definitely should yes. be you know, make it a Very point important. that we actually, um, you know, make that a part of our self-care, to be honest. Right. <laughs> yeah, I like the way she phrased mm-hmm. that, part of self-care. It All is. of that is important. It is. Yes. Yeah. We need to be a whole and being a whole. That's right. Sex is also part of who we are. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Very important. Definitely. Now, Definitely. I have something that I want to talk to you about. I remember when I was working uh, in corporate world, mm-hmm. that's when I started menopause very early on in my late 30s. Mm-hmm. So much so that <laughs> my husband thought I was pregnant. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, nah, doesn't feel like that. I, right. Like, we're talking about 18 years ago mm-hmm. that I started menopause. And at the time, I didn't quite understand what was going on. I remember sitting at work in meetings and like starting to sweat and feeling embarrassed about the sweat. Mm -hmm. I remember having a hard time getting up to go to work. It was very hard to manage menopause or perimenopause and and working, Mm -hmm. you know, because Mm -hmm. I'm totally opposed to child for menopause. You name it, I had it. (laughs) So how can one you know, manage the two, both work and going through all that and helping people also to understand what 
you all go into. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it is embarrassing. I used to have the same thing. You're sweating and, and your sweat is dripping. Yes. And it's a good thing you told me to start carrying a fan. Mm-hmm. So I just started fanning myself. <laughs> and then the fan became the topic of conversation. Right. Oh, why do you have a fan? Oh, what a beautiful fan. You know? But at least it distracted people from right. really the going on. The sweat down. Down. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, that is the thing. Yes. I yeah, had and- one I had one meeting that everybody turned towards me. Oh. What's going on? Are you okay? <laughs> Oh my God. And I'm like, okay. And it just made it worse. And I it's kept sweating. Um, I kept sweating. Yes. Oh, it's like this oh like on, on you, like, oh my gosh, everyone's looking at me. You know, we call an ambulance. I'm like, no. And this woman came by and she's like, menopause. I'm like, yeah. Yes. You have to understand. Yeah, yes. she understood. And yes. kind of push people push away yes. because they were about to call an ambulance. Right, right, right. right. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a great question. And it's a real thing. And it's it's very common, right? And and I really actually, you know, as I'm kind of reading about things, all across the world this is happening. Like there are almost a million women in the UK left their jobs because of what? menopausal symptoms. You what? know, you just you mentioned that oh my god, I can't almost a million that. women left their jobs. Like that's crazy. Like that what crazy? Really? And over 27 million American women are negatively affected with the menopausal symptoms at work. So it is definitely a thing. So I um, I love that the, the people in the UK actually are creating legislation around having the conversation about menopause in the workplace. Because I think that's where it actually needs to happen. Like we need yes. to have those conversations so you won't get embarrassed and be like, you know, cover your, your sweat mark. Yes. And, you know, tap, tap, tap your forehead. Like... <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So, you know, certainly trying to have those conversations at work, you know, is definitely important. But, you know, obviously, we still need time for that to happen, right? So we need to do things for ourselves in order to kind of get through those symptoms. So, you know, it's really more, again, just kind of figuring out what your triggers are. So, you know, you talked about being in the meeting, so stressors, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of preparing yourself in regards to you know, deep breathing, you know, whatever you need to do to kind of relieve and kind of calm yourself down before that meeting. And even, even during the meeting, I remember in the, in seeing patients in the office, I would start to kind of feel, you know, kind of honestly heart palpitations almost. Mm. So I, as I'm listening to patients' hearts, I like take a deep breath at the same time with them, trying to calm myself down at the same time. And then I also kind of watch what I wear to work, right? Yes, like you, yes. like you said, you don't want to be like, you know, right? Yeah. So, you know, wear things you can actually, you layers. know, wear layers. Exactly, yes. exactly. Yes. And having a fan, definitely something important. Um, drinking cool water is also very helpful in regards to, you know, helping cool your body down with the hot flashes and things like that. But as far as like the mood, I was definitely going into the office very irritable because I was, you know, waking up night sweats, soaked wet in my pajamas every morning. So I felt icky and disgusting every morning. So going into work like that was, you know, horrible. So really trying to figure out what you need to do in order to address your symptoms in regards to, um, you know, changing your eating habits. Mm. We talked about eliminating some of the triggers like, you know, drinking wine, things like that to help minimize your symptoms. Wine. Do not <laughs> Limit a little bit, not oh, just okay. only get rid of it. Well, you would be I'm having wine at work anyway. <laughs> that's, so. true. that's true. That's true, right? Save it for the weekend. 
We just still have Friday wine. Well, that's different. That's different. By the time it's Friday, it's afternoon. It's like, oh, hell, drink, please. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's something you just said, the heart palpitation. Mm-hmm. A lot of doctors don't recognize that as being part of, you know, going through menopause. Right. I had heart palpitations. Mm, Yeah. And I truly thought that I was having a heart heart attack. Having a heart attack, yes. Mm -hmm. And I went to the doctor and I went through all kinds of, you know, tests. They Mm -hmm. put me on all the machine to test my heart. Mm -hmm. Right. Never anyone thought, oh, perhaps it's because you're going through menopause. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No Maybe they haven't made they haven't made the connection. They, they did not didn't make, make the, the connection. connection right? I no, that's true. Doctors, because the doctor I had was not understanding what I was going through. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. and I, and that's the, that's honestly a part of the problem. Which, like I said, just I can admit for myself, just going out and in practice as you know, after I finished my training, I didn't really have a lot of education about menopause and perimenopause. Mm-hmm. So I would like literally like you know be intimidated like, oh, this woman's coming in for menopause. Let me go look up something real quick. Make sure I know what what I look like, what I'm talking about, basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and try to figure out what's going on with her and give her some type of you know management plan. But as I evolved over the years, and then I went through my own journey and started the mm-hmm. age 39, I realized how important and what what is all involved in regards to this is this is a serious thing that we really need to amplify the conversation about. Because like you said, women are going through these things and and not really addressing them because their doctor is not really knowing what to do or what Mm -hmm. to offer. And then you don't know yourself. Like, I don't know what this is because nobody's talking about it. You know, your mom didn't tell you anything about it. Your Mm -hmm. sister, like, you know, we're not having the conversations with each other. Mm -hmm. So we're now we're trying to scramble and trying to figure out what we need to do to fix whatever is going on. So really, you know, amplifying the conversations and being able to, you know, really kind of, uh, like I said before, in regards to what you need to do, what your mind and body needs to do to actually feel better. So that definitely looks like, you know, what you're eating, your diet, your exercise, your self-care, your self. I cannot stress enough the self-care is so important because that is when you are, you know, really being intentional about regenerating and, you know, refreshing yourself. Right. Because menopause, what I say is menopause is not only happening to you, but it's responding to you. Mm -hmm. So if you're stressed and like, you know, kind of going all over the place, your symptoms get worse. So if you're able to, you know, sit down, be still, take a pause Mm -hmm. and refresh yourself, you know, and get that renewed energy, then you're able to respond and experience the, um, the menopause symptoms a little bit better. I love everything that you're saying. This is wonderful. I definitely Mm -hmm. need to focus more on self-care and in terms of amplifying the conversation, I know there's really not much we can do in terms of work, right? You have to show up, get work. Well, thank the the pandemic is allowing a lot of people to work. Yes. from home right we have these hybrid schedules mm-hmm. um but in amplifying the conversation what advice would you give men um or <laughs> friends about their wives or partners going through menopause how can they help yes i thank you for that question maggie you're like yeah get these men involved because they need to know <laughs> They need to know. And I love when my patients came in and brought their husbands with them when they had the menopause. I'm like, thank you for coming. Because that, I mean, that is the first step. Having, basically being there just for support. Even though they probably will never understand. (laughs) I put that out there. They, they They won't really get it. But if they are just willing to be present and listen um, and that's honestly what I love also like coaching my, my current clients. They, they all have been able to, once they kind of learn 
what their bodies are going through. Mm-hmm. They're now having able to have a conversation with their with their husband, their significant others, to tell them like, hey, this is what this is why I bit your head off the other day. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you need to be patient with me. You need to exactly, do that. exactly. So you know, definitely just have you know informing them like this is what's going on. This is why it's nothing about you. I mean, even though it, they may sometimes deserve it, but. <laughs> Most of the time, I'm sure they do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But for the for them to be able to listen and you know try to empathize with what their woman's going, and just get that support, you know, and and that again goes along going back to self care. Give them time to have self care. Like, okay, honey, go and do whatever you need to do. Take you know a half a day, a couple of hours, whatever they need to again really be intentional about their self care, so they can definitely kind of participate in that way too. Husbands and uh, children as well, because yes. my son had a hard time understanding what was happening. Mm-hmm. I remember just being there and started. I started crying. Crying. Oh, yes. Like, Mom, are you okay? Oh, I'm like, yes. I'm okay. So I went to hide in the shower to cry. Oh wow! You know, yeah. Out. Yeah. It's hard for the kids too to understand what is happening to my mother. Exactly. And I remember my mother opening all the windows. We were like, what's wrong with her? <laughs> right. <laughs> and my dad, we used to say, yeah, because she's hot, everybody should be hot. You know? <laughs> Oh, woman was going through hell. Yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> and exactly. it's good that you brought that because mm. that our parents' generation, they didn't even understand menopause. Really. Exactly. And at that time, the doctors really didn't know that much no. about menopause. And the partners really well, didn't did, get it. No, no, <laughs> no not at all. Not, not at all. <laughs> so yes, menopause not only happened to us, but it's happening to our families. So yes. definitely having those conversations with the husband, significant others, partners, and children. Mm-hmm. I have three kids. My son is six. My girls are 10 and eight. They know a little bit about menopause. They're like, oh, okay. Even though they obviously they don't really understand, but they know about it. Like they, they've heard of it now. So, you know, just really having those consistent conversations, I think is very important, especially to help your family support you because you right. definitely need support. Right. Mommy needs a timeout right now. Yes, exactly. Yes. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and now, I know we've been talking about a lot of symptoms, you know, and things that are hard. Is there any positive side to menopause? (laughs) (laughs) So far, it's been like down, down, down. down. We get exactly. (laughs) I know exactly, and that's and thank you for that question too, Danny. Because that's what many women think: like, oh my gosh, it's doom and gloom. This is the end. Like, oh my. But I really want to change the narrative of menopause or perimenopause. That's what I like this, about you, Doctor Joyle. You, right, you know, <laughs> you're bringing such uh, energy, you know, energy and, and that yes. big positivity. Yes, and, and yeah. I wish people could see you with your head wrap right now. <laughs> I, I wish we could take a picture you of know? her right now. That actually would be a great headshot for the. Yes, yes because you are giving you are giving such a different you know outlook on menopause. So yeah. I'm sure you can give us some of the positive of it. As well. Yeah, yeah, it is. I and and. and and this is really for my own journey. There's power mm-hmm. in this, right? Not only because, oh, we get to stop having periods. Like, yay, no more yeah, periods. Yeah, yeah. But a, this is great. really that's a big one. That's a I mean, one. that's a big one. Like, big you know, one. I don't want periods no more. <laughs> Until you get to those big diapers. You know? Oh, my God. Well, that's another conversation. <laughs> that's another conversation. That was diapers. <laughs> those adult but, diapers, but for now. <laughs> And funny enough, I grew up with brothers, and that's the one reason I wish I was a boy because of the monkey period. <laughs> so, for that, it is a positive. Yeah, that's a big, right. positive. big exactly. Positive. Yeah. Exactly. So funny, I 
because I stopped buying those for such a long time, you know. Right. Those the paraphernalia. Right, right. And I had people come over and one of the ladies was like, listen, I'm about to start my period. And I'm like, oh, I've got nothing. And I was shocked because I never think about it. Exactly. Like, right. I don't think about it. So now I do have a bag just oh, in case, good. you know, yeah. someone comes here and, and have an you know, right, right, right. whatever it may be. Right, right, right. Yeah. I have That's But good. I was shocked. It just made me realize that, oh my God. I haven't gone to the store to purchase those things in ages. So happy. Exactly. <laughs> so happy. Exactly. Liberating. Liberating. Exactly. It is liberating. <laughs> Financially and otherwise. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, there's truly power in it. Like, and, and, and again, as we're going through these midlife years, there's so much going on. But yeah. And this is really, it really requires us, this transition requires us to take a pause mm-hmm. and really prioritize us and really figure out what we need mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. And this is the opportunity for us to re invent ourselves yeah, right like this that. is a time where we can be like okay this is not what i want and i'm gonna tell you this is what i want and this is what you want to listen to like you can you actually be uh, more empowered to use your voice and really you know express what you need whether it's through your professional life or personal life and own that and yeah. and really um be intentional about you know again just prioritizing you and doing the things that you want following your passions because again like society puts these you know Everything is anti-aging, like, oh, you don't want to get old and like, but why not? What's the alternative? What is the alternative? Thank you. (laughs) Like, why can't we, why can't we get older and and, and age gracefully? Like, and and that's the other thing, giving ourselves grace through this process because it is difficult. Like, you know, I I know the symptoms are very real and I, I literally felt like a hot mess, but that again made me focus on me because if it didn't happen to me, then I probably would have just been pushing through like I've been been doing and then get to a point where I'm not taking care of myself and things happen like medical illnesses, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart disease, like all these things. So this is really the opportunity for us to not only take care of ourselves, but own our health and make sure we don't even get to that point of those medical illnesses. And again, just really kind of reclaiming our power, reclaiming our joy, because this is really the time for us to live out our wildest dreams. Like yes. this is, you know, we can actually do some things now because we mm-hmm. wiser and we're just, you know, we 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 we, we, know we, we can take care of right. the world. Mm-hmm. And we have the finances now. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, this is this is the beginning of our next level. This is not the mm. end. This is the beginning of our next level. <laughs> Cheers, That's, to, cheers that. to that. That's right. <laughs> yes. Um, so can you tell us more about your program, Menopause Moguls? The yes. Power of the Pause, P-A-U-S-E program. Yes. Yes. Thank you for asking. So yes, my Menopause Moguls program, I created this for women, especially Black professional women. And kind of the caveat to that is Black women actually have more severe symptoms of menopause and they have a longer transition. Why why do you think that is? Uh, Because because of the chronic stressors that we go through as Black women, right? Like the things we, you know, some of us are primary breadwinners, the the biases, the racism that we encounter as we're going through our professional careers, trying to prove ourselves, you know, to people, trying to, you know, act a certain way, look a certain way to fit mm-hmm. in, to fit in that box that he wanted to put, put us in. So because of these chronic stresses that we go through throughout our lives, when we get to menopause, 
all that, you know, when we get to the point where the symptoms are kind of basically tipping us over the yeah. edge because yeah. we've gone through all these stresses beforehand. So that to me, I think, you know, we, we need to change that. So that's why I created my program, especially for black women who want to start their own business. Because again, now we're trying to, you know, we need to build wealth, right? Build up yes. our communities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in order to start a business, they actually, if they're going through menopause and have these symptoms, it's hard for them. So I created my program for women who want to start a business, but they're kind of stuck in overwhelmed with the menopausal symptoms. So my program allows them to work on their physical activity, their affirmations, putting those in action, unloading the stressors, self-care, and embracing the evolution of themselves so they can gain clarity, energy, and focus to take and start their own business and you know do do what they have been dreaming to do for, for whatever long. So that's why I created my program, which oh, I have been... Beautiful. It's been amazing. And women, they, it's just been amazing. I love it. And I feel that with the pandemic, I think women are definitely focusing on that, on the pivoting, right? Building wealth and doing even more of that and definitely just liberating ourselves. Yes. 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 I love that word. I love that word. And it's important that we understand this is a transition. Yes. It's not a forever. Yes. So yes. I think that uh, definitely what you're putting, what you, what you have put together right now is amazing. Truly Thank amazing. you. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Now there's one question that we love to ask all our guests, because as you know, we do love our little bubbly. I told you, I'm not giving up my wine. <laughs> so Dr. Joel, what is your favorite bubbly and when was the first time that you drank it? You know, what happened? What What is the story behind that? Uh, yeah, thank bubbly? you. It's it's funny that you asked because I really was not a wine. I'm not like a wine drinker. Like I wasn't, right? And I went to a friend's birthday party and she had this Moscato. She was like, oh, try this. I'm like, all right, I'll try it. And oh my God. And so I'm like, I'm one who likes the sweet stuff. Like I don't like wow. bitter and all that stuff. <laughs> I need, I need fruity stuff, like really sweet, right? And so my husband's like, you just like that Kool-Aid type of stuff. I'm like, look, <laughs> it's good. It's good. So she gave me Moscato. It's, it's, um, it's Barton Urus in a blue bottle. And I love it. I, oh. I absolutely love it. I, like I said, I had a, I had a glass last night. Well, I had, you know, I had to share with my husband. So, you know, I had more than one glass, but, you know, it, we, we finished the bottle just to say that. That's great. That's great. But it's interesting to see that a lot of people, when they talk about their favorite, it's always at a friend's house. It's all right. The you friends, know? they're culpable the friends, for that. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they steer you down that path. Exactly. <laughs> Try this. You know? <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Joel. This was a great conversation. We've learned a lot. We've learned a lot. And we look forward to continuing this conversation about menopause and about helping other women through this transition period. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Helping women navigate this journey of menopause. Yes. Yes. You provided us with some very helpful tips um, in terms of self-care. I mean, we know it, but it's it's good to hear it and have it reinforced 
once yes. again. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you, ladies, so much for having me. And good luck to you. And God bless you for your podcast. And this is a wonderful platform to, like you said, educate and empower women to death. Like I said, navigate through these midlife years. It's definitely needed and necessary. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, this is one of our favorite parts of the podcast, right? Cheers. Cheers to menopause, actually. Oh, I guess. (laughs) I'm not sure if I'm there yet, but yeah, yeah, we're cheering to it. Let's embrace all that comes with it. (laughs) Because, you know, one thing that Dr. Joel said is um, menopause is also responding to you. So let's talk to menopause with some nice champagne. And some (laughs) self-care. I love that. Here we go. That was very good. Thank you, Dr. Joelle. Mm -hmm. Well, today we are enjoying a Prosecco. Love Prosecco. Mm -hmm. You know what I say. Yes, she does love Proseccos. So today's Prosecco is Alessandro Galici. Of course, Italian. Italiano. See, see, this is a very good one. (laughs) I like this one. Normally, I don't like the dry, and this one says it's extra dry, but Mm -hmm. this is delicious. No, it's extra dry, but it's also Mm. very fruity. Very, very fruity. Yes. Do you taste the apples? (laughs) The pears? The pears? (laughs) (laughs) The citrus lime lemon? I don't care what I'm I don't tasting. either. Taste I good. I just know that it's exactly. good. It's a good mm-hmm. one. And actually, this one was recommended by my daughter-in-law has um, a place that she likes to go upstate close to her work. And her favorite girl over there, the place where she likes to go, the, her favorite girl who recommends all her wines, her name is Kim. Mm-hmm. And Kim highly recommended that one. And when I tasted it, I'm like, okay, we need this for our show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a Prosecco, and I know you love the Prosecco. You know I do. And Mm -hmm. you know what? Kim has been knocking it out of the ballpark. I have to say, every recommendation she's given us has been absolutely (laughs) delicious. Definitely. Maybe we need to have Kim in the show. I think so. And also, the price point isn't bad either. Of course. You know, it's a Prosecco. It's a Prosecco. So definitely, it's a good price point. Exactly. I see about $13. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'm trying to look at the bubbles. You and your bubbles. Yes. Ooh, a lot of fine bubbles in yes, this I one. I see them. I see Definitely them. Definitely see them. Actually, that's the first time I've seen so many. Oh. Look at that. Excellent. Well, we are drinking out of a... Mm-hmm. Not out of a flute. Right. This is actually in coupe. In coupe. En français. En français. I don't know how you call them in English. I don't either. Because <laughs> I usually drink out of the flute. <laughs> So we're doing something a little different today. Right, and I think you're right. That's why yes. you see the bubbles yes. better yes. in this So we'll one. take a picture of that. We'll put that on Instagram for Absolutely. our followers to see. So we're saying this is a thumbs oh, up, definitely right? thumbs up. Okay, definitely great. Thumbs Thank up. you, Alessandro Galici. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Bubbles of Wisdom podcast. If you like this episode, please share it with your BFFs you can find all our information and join our mailing list at bubblesofwisdom.com. You want to keep this conversation going? Follow us on social media, Instagram at Bubbles of Wisdom, Facebook, Bubbles of Wisdom, and of course, Twitter at Bubbles underscore Wisdom. 